Okay, everyone. Agun Erev Shabbos. We're continuing now in Parshas the Chukaisai. We have some uh, very beautiful ideas on Parshas the Chukaisai. Here we go. Let's see if this is coming up. Okay. Parshas Bechukaisai begins. In Bechukaisai Telechu, V'yes Mitzvaisai Tishmeru, V'asi Samaisam. Rashi's troubled. What does it mean in Bechukaisai Telechu? Rashi says it doesn't mean to keep the mitzvahs because it already says, V'yes Mitzvaisai Tishmeru. What does in Bechukaisai Telechu mean? It means Amelos Batayra. So now we have to analyze the following. The Pasuk at the end of Bahar ended off, Es Shabsoisai Tishmeru. V'yas mikdashai tirau im bechukaisai telechu, and if in bechukaisai telechu you should be amel batayra, then there must be some connection between Shabbos, mikdash, and amelos batayra. So regarding Shabbos, everybody knows the purpose of Shabbos is not to read magazines. We're saying a very big chiddush. You would have thought you go to the store and you buy mishpacha. Ami, Hamodia, Yated, Bina, Jewish Press, the Jewish Quarter, the Jewish Dime, the Jewish Nickel, the Jewish Times, and you pile it up by your couch, and over the course of Shabbos, Behasmada Rabbah, you read the same exact thing in ten different papers. You would think that's the purpose of Shabbos. No, we're saying a chidosh. You're actually Mekayim Shabbos, even if you don't even buy any of them. Unless there happens to be an article from something in our shiurim, then obviously you have to... No. Even then, you'll get it. We'll send it to you. Don't worry. There's no mitzvah to read any magazines on Shabbos. So what's, So you'll ask, so why do we have Shabbos? I knew you might ask that question. Yeah, the reason for Shabbos is to learn Torah. So that's the connection. The purpose of Shabbos is Amelus Batayra. Actually, it's not so Pasha. Because Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes that you're not allowed to learn Eon on Shabbos. Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes in his Siddur that on Shabbos you should learn Agadita. You should learn enjoyable things. But if you learn Eon on Shabbos, Rabbi Yaakov Emden says it's Begeder Chilol Shabbos. Some Achreinim do not agree with that. But the Chida also brings that Shabbos is for to be ma'aneg in Torah. So that doesn't fit well in this juxtaposition in Bechukaisai Teleicha Melos Batayra and Mekdasha and Eshabsaisai Teshmairo. What about the Beis HaMikdash? Well, we know that the one of the main objectives of the Beis HaMikdash, it was a makoim of the Hashpa of Torah. We know that the Mikdash housed the Luchais, and without the Luchais, we don't have Kedushas HaMikdash. The Goin says, without a Mikdash, we don't have Torah. That's why we daven, Sheyabon Abes HaMikdash, V'chsein Chalkeinu Basayra Okay. I want to share with you an idea I heard many years ago on a tape from Rabbi Isaac Bernstein, Zechorna Levracha, who has a Rav in London. He's originally from Ireland. A brilliant speaker. And I remember he said this, and I actually looked it up. I have a a spiral notebook that they printed from Divrei Torah that he said over, and it's in there as well. On the Pasuk, Va'esh Bayer Maitois Ulechem. And I will break 
the peg of your yoke. That should sound familiar to you because we say in benching, Harachamon hu yishbar uleinu me'al tzavarenu. Hashem, you should break our yoke from around our neck. V'hu yoylichenu, you should lead us, k'aymimiyos artsenu, erect to our land. The only thing is in this week's parasha, God says, I'm going to break the peg of the yoke. And in Berchaz Amazon we say, Hashem should break the yoke itself. So Rabbi Shalom Zalman Ullman would say as follows. You have a farmer. Every year he plows. So he puts the yoke on the animal. And he has to attach the yoke to the animal. So he attaches it with a peg. When the season is over, he puts the yoke back in the garage and the peg he tosses. And the next year he needs a new peg. But he makes sure to put away the yoke because he's planning on plowing in the next year. But then one day the farmer says, you know what, why am I a farmer? I should go into nursing homes. I should go into real estate. What am I doing being a farmer? So he's going to sell the farm or he's going to liquidate everything. So at that point of time, he doesn't just discard the peg, he discards the whole yoke. So too, the toichacha. The toichacha is in the time before the four golosim. So God says, when you behave, I'm going to break the peg of the yoke. But you'll still have to go into Golos again one day. I can't say I'm going to break the whole yoke. I'm going to break the peg of the yoke. But that yoke may be needed again later on in history. But Marv Rabbi say, we've already done the four exiles. Now we have Davin Tashem. Harachaman hu yishbar uleinu me'al tzavarenu. God, we don't want you to break the peg. To break the whole yoke. We don't need it anymore. We already did the last yoke. We already did the final Golos. Okay. The next thing hit me yesterday. I think it's Oyem and Oira. I even last night I told it to the Kalav Rebbe, and he liked it very much. I mean, what's he supposed to say? He's in the, he's in our shul. I mean, you know. But anyway, but at least he said it was good. And listen to the the second toward the end of Parshas B'chukaisai. The pasuk says like this: V'chomasar bakar v'tzayin. Rav Shamshin Me'ashtopoli has a astonishing explanation for this passage. He says, we know that the Shvatim that were involved in the sale of Yosef came back and they were punished. They came back reincarnate as the Asara Haruge Malchus. But as Rav Shamshin Me'ashtopoli, only nine brothers were involved in the sale of Yosef. So why do we need a Asara Harugi Machos? Yosef wasn't involved. Binyamin wasn't involved. Ruvain wasn't involved. That's only nine. To which Rav Shashanashapoli says, well, the Shechina was involved. So God was involved. God let it happen. God was joined, joined with them. So we need Asara Haruge Machas. And now the question is, so who's in the place of God? Who is a Tikkun for God? Says Rav Shashash Tapoli, that's what this Pasuk is addressing. The Chomasar! You want to know who the tenth is? Well, Bakar Vatsayin, the one who shepherded the cattle and the sheep. Who's that? Rabbi Akiva. Koyal Asher Yavar. 
anyone who came back into this world to atone for the Shvatim, Tachas Hashevet, took the place of one of the Shvatim. But Ho'asiri, the tenth one, the tenth of the Asarugi Malchus, Koidesh Lashem. He's in lieu of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's in the place of the Shekhinah. Says Rav Shamshin Rashapoli, this Pasuk is teaching us that Rabbi Akiva was the tenth one, was the Ma'aser, was the Asiri, and he took the place of the Shekhinah. And asked him, Shamshin Rashapoli, why did Rabbi Akiva take the place of the Shekhinah? Well, because since he darshaned, Es Hashem Chachamim, and he equated the covet of the Chachamim to the covet of the of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So he, Rabbi Akiva, said, not only fear God, fear Tami the Chachamim. So Rabbi Akiva held Tami the Chachamim were equal to Hashem, in a, to an extent. So therefore, he's the only one who could take the place of Hashem as a kapara for the for the Mechiras Yosef. So I ask you one simple question. Rav Shamsin Rashapoli is teaching us that there's a pasuk in this week's parsha that explains the fate of Rabbi Akiva. May I ask you, why in this week's parsha, of all places, do we need to explain the fate of Rabbi Akiva? I mean, we're in the middle of uh, no man's land now in the year. Why, why are we all of a sudden bothered of, about the fate of Rabbi Akiva? Maybe it should be in Vayechi. What's it doing in randomly in Bechu Kaisai? Say as follows. We've said a number of times, what is the great Simcha of Lagba Oimer? That the students of Akiva stopped dying. Of course they stopped dying. They were all dead. It's very hard to con- for them to continue to die if there's nobody around. So, scientists have proved that if you're not existent, you can't die. So if there are no Tamidim left, what's the Simcha that they stopped dying? So we said from Ramami Pano that there was one survivor who really the decree was upon him as well, and he survived. That is Rabbi Akiva. So the Simcha of Lag Boimer is the survival of Rabbi Akiva. We always lane this parsha after Lag Boimer. So we're after Lag Boimer, we're bothered by Akasha. We just celebrated the survival of Rabbi Kiva. In other words, Rabbi Kiva didn't die because of what happened to his Talmidim. So then we're bothered by question. So Taco, why did Rabbi Akiva suffer that fate? And the answer is, it's for an old score. Because he, he is taking the place of the Shechina and the Mechiras Yosef. But the reason why we need to address it now is because this is the week that we're troubled so knew if Rabbi Akiva survived the sin of his students, so why in fact did he die? And the answer to that is, Ho'asiri Lashem. Rabbi Akiva died. That was in the place of the Shekhinah's role in the Mechiras Yosef. Okay, so those are some thoughts on Bechuk Now I have some good questions for you. Really good question. 